If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We'll have a lot to show and talk about in the future at some point. Soon-ish. Yeah. Uh, It's a soon that I don't know the answer to. God, now I feel like Nikita. Soon, soon, but not soon, but not soon, soon, but yeah. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast, the show dedicated to talking about all the poggers things in life, like music, content creation, and video games. I am one of your co-hosts, Jesse Kazam. And I'm a... uh, I want to be an astronaut. I'm a proud human right now. Yeah. I I don't know. My brain turned off. Have I ever told you what my, my favorite children's book... As a kid, I think I've t- told you I about that. I think I remember this story. I want to be an astronaut. Yes. Yeah, I want to be an astronaut and fly up. Oh my god! Wait, 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 oh, wait, yeah. wait! I just because none of it rhymes. Yes, dude. I didn't realize there's literally a fucking. Oh. <laughs> uh... Wait, are you gonna show? <laughs> yeah, I want to be an astronaut. A member of the crew and fly on the shuttle <laughs> in outer space. In outer space. <laughs> Into outer space. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? I want to be up there <sighs> on a space mission <laughs> and have ready to eat meals. <laughs> And sleep in zero gravity. <laughs> like, fuck off. God, give me a break, dude. Like, it would not have been hard <laughs> to rhyme something. I want to be an astronaut and fly up into space and make my children's book rhyme so that I don't get punched in the face. Like, come Easy. on. I just fucking be rabbited that instantly. Oh. Dude, that's. That's hilarious. Wow, that was loud. Well, uh, um, so what happened? We just, we landed. Uh, we apparently, I literally didn't know until. People on the like moon. Like a few, no, I'm just a, a few hours ago. Wait, it stopped. Did they stop the stream? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they did. They were just like, we landed, Lamau. Hello? What the fuck? Okay, dude. Oh, the flat earthers, bro. The flat earthers are gonna have a 
a field as day soon with as this. we okay. landed on the moon the stream cut out yeah so basically what happened um uh, was we just landed a lander and when you say Alleg just you mean Alleg like allegedly four minutes ago <laughs> yeah literally yeah yeah uh, only a couple minutes ago um they were so apparently it was like a uh intuitive machines built the lander nasa it was a nasa mission spacex did the rocket um and oh, i thought that was my alarm my bad. <laughs> uh, the uh and we landed a fucking lander on the moon which i literally didn't know that Damn. we had that we were like that this was even a thing. Apparently, they launched two weeks ago. I don't know why no one fucking told me this. Yeah, until that's wild. Hours before, but um, now so they landed, and we had like five minutes of just like nothing after they were like landed. They basically like lost comms. But right before we started, they apparently uh, like I'm I'm everybody everybody listening to this is going to have full information or a lot more than we are yeah, saying right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So why am I even? But anyway. Uh, as far as I know, we landed and uh, don't know anything else. And then they just stopped the stream. So, but, <laughs> but, he, so here, here are the issues now. A, why, why was there no like fucking video? Yeah. You know why. <laughs> I hate you so much. Uh, like, like, figure it out. Like, just yeah. God Almighty, holy fuck! In 2024, and th so then that, and then the big table in the middle of the NASA office was a a fucking a flat globe. So it's flat. So there, you know that they're going to be like NASA admitting to us, not showing us any video, then like cutting the stream afterwards. They're going to have a field. Oh my day god! I saw the desk and I was like, oh, that's a cool like Earth desk, and I didn't even consider the fact that it was a flat. Now see. <laughs> The thing, the thing about it is, though, is that it was like when you were looking at it, all you could see was like one continent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which only makes sense if like you assume the rest of it is on the other. Like it's a, yeah, you know, for sure. Uh, it, it wasn't like the UN logo, which is basically like the flat <laughs> Earth map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which they also say is like a thing. Oh my god. Um. I'm sure. I'm sure there was six 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 was somewhere or thirty three was somewhere in there. I'm sure you could tease it out. They said like telemetry 666 times. Yeah, yeah. There were 666 vowels during the broadcast <sighs> that were uttered. You know, like whatever. Um, that is really crazy. I had no idea that they were landing something on the moon <laughs> this very day. Wow. Wild, dude. Wild. But um, send me, send me, NASA. I'm ready. Send me to the moon. <sighs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, fuck. Uh, a couple days ago, my video, Billy Mitchell video, got to a million oh, views. Oh, yeah. And then, and then today we land on the moon. Like, humanity is. Dude, humanity is healing, bro. Yeah. <sighs> Dude. It's all, it's all up the flat hill. It's all up the flat hill. Yeah, dude. I think we talked about that on Monday. Freaking. The Billy Mitchell video hitting a million views is such a fat W, bro. Oh.
Yeah, man. I'm uh what's it at now? I want to see like if it's still if it's still on the upswing. It's so crazy just seeing one M, one capital M yep. used. Yep. It's like so satisfying. Yep. Uh um it's still it's still on the up. Swing. Yeah, I would say it's probably gonna keep going for a while. I mean, YouTube loves to serve that type of content for forever. I mean, like my Iron Man video is still still going. I think it just it just likes long form content. That'll be probably the most evergreen piece of content like you've ever made. You know what I mean? Like it'll it probably still has hundreds of thousands of views left. Like it's definitely tapered off and it probably won't go crazy, but unless something new happens. <laughs> true. And then, and then it could true. potentially pop up that... like Carl I mean Carl Jobs' uh trial. Yeah. There could be another upswing. That really no, is a good know. point. The fact that that whole situation isn't over really does mean that if anything crazy happens, yeah, there's a reasonable chance that it gets another crazy upswing. So, hell yeah, dude. Absolutely. So and now, W. I, I think I, I'm... I don't want to commit to anything because I at any point I reserve the right to just be over something and to change my mind. But right <laughs> now, tentatively, my next video, like long form video, is going to be about flat Earth. Hell yeah! Like um, my my little document that I have that is like it's just clips and notes and like things worth mentioning. Um, it's already. <laughs> almost 20 pages hell yeah hell yeah let's go yeah so there's a lot definitive um, proof the earth is flat <clears throat> bro i just i had like a Lamau. <laughs> i had a i've been trying to think of what i want to title it um but uh but yeah i uh i had what i thought was like a gi ginormo gigabrain moment yesterday where i'm like I just thought of a really interesting experiment. Okay. That would either prove or disprove. Okay. God, I, I'm 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 doing the thing that I shouldn't do. Yeah. In science, we don't prove anything. Okay. Yeah. Things aren't proved. Uh but you know, would would either be consistent with the uh, prevailing evidence oblate, oblate spheroid model uh or the flat earth model. Um, so you know what a plum is mm -hmm. like a plum, not the fruit, but like a oh. plum bob. Uh, oh yeah. 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 Like in construction, you basically like have a little weight on the end of a string and yeah. like, that points down. Right. Yeah. You could also just use a spirit level with a little bubble. Right. And oh like, yeah. It has, it usually has a vertical horizontal yeah. and, uh, like a 45, 45. Um, so imagine <clears throat> now this was. It was only at the conceptual phase. Uh, okay. It could be done with like hot air balloons. It could be done with like mountains, platforms, cranes. I don't know. But basically, if you have, if you're able to get a vantage point on two, <laughs> I'll just give you the caricature version, right? Yeah. Two people in hot air balloons. Yep. Very far up in the air, very, you know, far enough away. And, Let's just say they were able to shine lasers. The only reason why you can't use a plum is because the wind would fuck it up. 
but like if you had let's say a spirit level and you were able to demonstrably point the lasers down downward oh, perfectly yeah, downward perfectly downward the vector of you know gravity if you were far enough away they wouldn't be parallel correct and that would only make sense on a con yeah vex, vex yeah surface i had to think about that yeah. for a second um <laughs> bro it's funny um you know uh i don't know if you've like interacted with him or met him but like when i did the stuff with brown l's baron baron Clones. baron sorry <laughs> no baron uh von savant um uh, he's that's uh his twitch handle anyways yeah 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 so he's a homie he he i got a message from him and it was a voice voice message he like recorded it while he was driving he was like dude i'm listening to the podcast and i'm freaking out he was like when i was in the military and we would do drills. We would have, we would do the stuff where we basically had like a compass and a map, and we had to basically like plot a place we wanted to walk, and we had to walk for like hours and hours and hours, and sometimes even days. And if we didn't get to the right spot, you were just like SOL. You had to find a way to get there. And he was like, in our calculations, we had to like factor in like pi. I don't know exactly what he said, but like if you just drew a straight line and point your compass in like that, that degree, you would end up in the wrong spot. Like we literally had to account for the curvature of the earth. And like, he explained it and I didn't understand half of what he said, but he was like super, he was like, dude, he was like, I have actually had to do this. Like I had to know the math to factor that in. And I, and like the guys that got the math wrong ended up in the wrong spot. <laughs> He was like, "All right, that's it. That just I'm 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 all fired up listening to the flat earth stuff." And I was like, "Oh, that's sick." <laughs> Hell yeah. So, that's so that's so funny. So like and, and what he's talking about um I think on like a larger scale is what people con oops, no, not save as. Uh is what people constantly talk about um which for a long time flat earthers had said that you can't get a flight from Santiago oh in Chile to Australia because it would be it would be like it should be too far basically yeah um except the flights exist and they have this whole time um and people fly it now when you look at the flight chart a lot of folks look at this if if you actually take the flight path and plot it on a flat map you get this oh yeah which is nonsense nonsense except on a globe it's a straight fucking line <laughs> yeah right so but if you just draw a straight line on a on a projection yeah um then it's yeah not yep. going to be what you think it is. So, yeah. Um, anyway, fascinating. Yeah, dude. Uh, but someone had the idea of drones. Drones with lasers make a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, it's better. It would be easier than sharks with lasers, laser beams yeah. on their heads. Uh, slightly. Shark drones. Shark drones. Yeah. The, the, the only, the only, so then shark the, the only question is that's how you get them up yeah. in the sky. Yeah. 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 <laughs> shark freaking laser beams no so 
I guess the question then is, because I, I will fucking do this. The question is, how can you effectively guarantee that the lasers are plumb? Mm. On a drone? Yeah, like you, like theoretically, you could hang it right, yeah. and it would just. But again, wind. For, yeah, imagine, for sure. I imagine there's like always a lot of wind higher up. Yeah, yeah. That's like that seems like it true. makes sense. It comes from up high. I don't know. Um, huh. hmm. Wait, point the laser upward from the surface. Yeah, because if you're hitting oh, the drone, yeah. no, you don't have to hit the drone. You just, oh, just have two lasers on the ground. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. How? Why didn't I think of that? I'm like, dude, you have to hit the drones. That's like, nope. You just point them up. You got to no scope the drones. <laughs> dude, I feel so stupid right now. Yeah, you could. I've just... been thinking about this for 48 hours and I didn't think of. I didn't think of the other way around. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Uh, but yeah, if you just took two lasers and put them flat on the ground and pointed them straight up and you had a far enough away vantage point of the two lasers, they wouldn't look parallel. So, th so the question is, and I'll have to do, I guess, the math on this. How far away... Do the lasers have to be? Do the lasers have to be from each other and f and to, to you... where because there's a triangle basically? Yep. To be able to get an angle that wasn't point oh one, you know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Now, dude, I it went from being like a thing that I well. So here's the other part of it is that the, the thing I talked about was basically done already. Oh, okay. So I thought it was like a novel idea. Um, but every few weeks, I see like in TikTok format that like really famous experiment where they had the really powerful laser and the two holes. And he's like, well, you know, it's just a flashlight. Lift it up. Uh, well, there's another one where they bought this like really powerful, like, gyro thing that was a ring laser gyroscope that was bob yeah. nodell he actually it used to be a meme everybody would always say thanks bob because he's yeah. a flat earther that that proved proved the, the rotation around. of yeah. the earth um and i just see but, the video he's, he's since passed away so it's sort of like uh the the let him rest they deter we determined that the, the the meme was now in in not in great taste but yeah. um but yeah he he got someone in the community basically paid like 20 grand uh for a ring laser gyroscope and if you just put the ring laser gyroscope on a table and you just let it sit it it, it says it moves at least instantly starts tracking the 15 degree per hour drift which is the rotation of the earth yeah yeah uh, so yeah i mean like i don't know what they now what they say it's so funny because they're like so what we also need to do though is we need to make sure that there's not like um other factors that are um manipulating the readings like so we need to shield it uh, from yeah. any light from the celestial bodies as if it detected light yeah. like yeah and so then there and was they that. did that right and then and it's still it. <laughs> and it's still 
and then they were theorizing basically they wanted to put it in like some i don't know if it was a liquid or whatever that would effectively separate it from the luminiferous ether the magical you know like if energy i smash of- it with my hammer it's not gonna read anything and that the earth is flat then right yeah no oh. but even that would it would still fucking have 15 degree per hour or whatever because there is no ether um yeah but anyway, oh my so, god so there's that yeah is that the one or is it the <laughs> flashlight one we're at the end of the clip the guy's like, well, we obviously can't accept this. Like he said, he's like, <laughs> like they did the science and then they did it again and they did it again. And the guy was like, so what does that mean? And he was like, well, it, it kind of shows the round earth. And uh, I mean, we obviously can't accept that. And I just like, I've seen that so many times. It's what was one of those experiments hmm. where the dude would just straight up was like, <laughs> yep. I don't know about that. I know that the one, the one with the flashlights over like the river with the holes in the thing where the guy's mm-hmm. like. Lift it up the above your head. Was lift it up above your head, and because then it would be like above the curvature. They actually did the experiment wrong. They, 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 and they, so they fucked it up. It still demonstrates the Earth isn't flat, <laughs> yeah. but like everything was kind of wrong because uh, they were using a formula, eight inches per mile squared, that assumes the calculation of the vision that you should have. They it assumes that you're at sea level. So there's no observer height, but six feet above the ground is actually a noteworthy amount of perspective. Yeah. Think about how much little you can see when you get right up on the fucking ground. Yeah. Um, so, so they kind of fucked it up a little bit, but, but yeah. So at the end of that clip, the guy lifts it up and that was kind of like, they had set it up to where it was like, if he, if he has to lift it up above his head, that's the round earth. And he just says, interesting. (laughs) And then it's like, and then the, the documentary I think it was called Beyond the Curve. I think uh, <laughs> behind behind the curve. I think that was the one. Um, yeah, and that, and then like the credits roll, but it just ends with him going. Interesting. interesting. It certainly yeah. is interesting. We'll give you that. Yeah. Damn. All right. Well, next uh, next long form video potentially Veritas. Veritas reserves the right to cancel this video at any time. Please do not. <laughs> um, but potentially on the flat earth. And this one could easily be another three or four hours. Easily. It's I expect nothing so, less. Dude, it's so deep. I expect and wide. nothing less. There's a whole there's a whole thing I want to talk about where I'm sensing a pattern. And and I want to talk to I, I really want to talk to uh, Dr. Steven Novella. He was the one that, which we actually talked about this on the last episode of the podcast Patreon, the PP, um, or maybe the one before that. We talked about um, the thing that like changed my life. Oh yeah, was, was getting into the the Skeptics Guide to the Universe yeah. podcast. Um, he's the one that like started the New England Skeptical Society. He's a neurologist at Yale, okay. and he started the Skeptics Guide to the Universe podcast. I think I just said that twice. Um, so he's a neurologist into like skepticism and whatever, and. Uh, <laughs> I I I have a theory. Okay. I have a hypo- dude. I keep fucking up all the science terminology now. I'm doing what all the flat earthers do. I have a hypothesis. Oh, I have a theory. God Almighty, gravity's gravity's just a theory, just a theory bro. Evolution is just a theory. Um, your mom is a theory. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> where if you were to, if there's a part of your brain that is responsible for abstract thinking. Mm. 
And if when you're doing abstract thinking, that would like light up on an fMRI, that that would be like dead in the brains of all of the fucking flat earthers. Because oh. they don't understand, they can't understand abstract, conceptual, hypothetical. Yeah. You know, like, and I think we talked about this before about like, I, I talked about it in the context of like destiny debating people. Yeah. And the ability when you have a, a, a conversation about like a contentious thing or, or some kind of a debate about being able to um, engage with a hypothetical. Let's assume <laughs> the earth was flat. Yeah. Then we should be able to figure out what, you know, the elevation of the sun, the altitude of the sun is with the Pythagorean theorem assuming you know the subsolar point because then you have a 45 degree angle and then you have you know yeah. you have an angle and then an angle angle side angle you could just do the you can solve for what the, the yeah the altitude right i don't have to say the earth is flat i'm not admitting that correct yeah when i but whenever they're like whenever the the uh, someone debating a flat earther the glober, I guess you could call it. the baller, is pretty funny when they say that, as if it's like a, as if that's derogatory like a, term, an insult. It's like call me a baller, baller I guess. Baller, um, ballers will when they're like on on a globe, the the vector of gravity down is always towards the center. Yeah. So they can't conceptualize. That the people in Australia aren't just gonna fall off. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like because there's that's not down. Yeah. So so when they're like they start to get in the conversation around like, <sighs> but but it's like a there is no down. Down is this way. So when they talk about how um, they have disagreements over like level, they think level means flat. They oh. they think those two words are synonymous. So the idea that water is level, and it's like you can't have level and be a curve. Yeah, It's like, well, actually, the definition, the adjective definition of level is conforming to the curvature of water surface yeah. on Earth. Um, all it is is there's no change in, in altitude. Yeah. So this is level. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a curved line. But, they, but they're like, but... You're assuming the globe, and it, but it's not a straight. You can't have a. You have to have a straight line, and it's like they can't. They can't think abstractly. They can't. Yeah. So that'd be a fascinating like MRI the brains of a hundred ballers and a hundred flurfs, and see if there's like a measurable difference in like the part of your brain responsible for abstract thought. I'm sure getting like a hundred fMRIs probably wouldn't be so super expensive. Well, two hundred. Yeah, it of, was only it was only like three thousand dollars when I went and got an IV and an ultrasound for my gallbladder. <laughs> it was only like three grand. Uh, you know, so I walked like, by a hospital once; they charged me eight hundred dollars. So it should you got be, a bill. Yeah. It should be totally fine to get two hundred MRIs. Speaking of, I'm getting my gallbladder chopped out of me tomorrow. Whoa! Yeah, just ripped it, ripping it right out. I think that I think they're just selling gonna, it I on think the black market. Punch it out of me. Oh, one punch man just <laughs> Yeah. That's uh what's the that's crazy. What's the like recovery should, time for that? It should take two hours to do the surgery and um uh, two <laughs> hours later I should be on my way home. Whoa. Um I 
What's the gallbladder used for? The gallbladder. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, science isn't really uh, gallbladder. What the is theory the gall the, of gallbladder? So, you know, science. Uh, Science doesn't quite know. Uh, no, the gallbladder is a sac located under the liver. It stores and concentrates bile produced in the liver. Bile aids in the digestion of fat and is released from the gallbladder into the upper small intestine in response to food, especially fats. So it's a bile, so, bile sac? Yeah. Um, Ew, you're not going to have a bile sac? <laughs> you're, you have a bile sac. Yeah, I guess it's the other way. Ew, you have a bile sac inside of you. Yeah. yeah so. so that's basically what, like, when you have really fatty foods. It's the effectively... Dawn dish soap of the tummy. It breaks yeah, down oil. Go. Yeah, there you go. There's some chemistry for you. Wow. Um, okay. You no know, fat-heavy food for a while? No, I mean, I, I'm i not supposed to be eating fat until I get it out. And then if I have some super fatty stuff, I'll, I might get, like, the runs or something. But, like, otherwise, I won't have gallbladder attacks, which make me feel like i'm fucking dying ah ew your yeah, bile sac so. is leaking but I, I i anticipate my plan is to is that i will be back chilling on stream on like the next day okay so okay interesting well i really hope the, 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 well. the worst well thank you yeah the, the honestly the biggest worry is like what I had with my when I had my Nissen fundoplication, the recent surgery. It's actually the same surgeon, and they're going to be able to go like use some of the same incisions and everything. Um, Nissen but, uh, fundoplication. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the Nissen Skyline fundoplication. Um, they so because it's laparoscopic, they literally fill your chest cavity with oh. CO2 yeah. to like bloat it up. But they and they never they like drain it, but never get all of it. So what I had last time was like it rises up and kind of pools in your upper back and your shoulders, Dude. and it's like the weirdest pain. Yep. Yep. Uh, so that's probably very likely going to be that's brutal. I have never part. had that happen to me, but my wife had a surgery where that happened, and I saw how much it hurt, and I was like, oh my god, like that can be. A weird yeah. feeling, I'm sure. Yep. So, but wow, I'll I'll, I'll survive. Well, I, well I mean, dang. hopefully, it's yeah. not guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The theory of survival. It's this not... might be the last episode of the podcast. Uh, oh, if it is, oh my god. Uh, thanks for all the fish. Thanks for all the fish. The, if if it is, let it be known. The flurfs got him. <laughs> oh God, they finally <laughs> caught up to him. I'm just I'm literally thinking about like if I died like how that would be like someone would clip it and then like make a video like toxically making fun of the fact that I died and <laughs> just joking about it it would be on reddit quick dude yeah it would be on reddit quick thank god now escape from Tarkov can finally become what it's fucking meant to be <clears throat> yeah these freaking streamers dude speaking of speaking so of what's, what's Tarkov been like oh uh... I assume you, that's what you've been playing. Yep. That's it. That's all. Uh, it's been good. It's been fine. Um, no news. Nothing really happened. I, uh, I've been 
kind of going for Lightkeeper, like going farther down. I'm I'm already oh, no. I'm already farther down the quest line for Lightkeeper than I've ever been. Um, what you just said was like I'm like, bro, how's like how's smoking weed been? You're like, oh, it's been cool. I'm kind of you know I tried. I'm starting I'm thinking crack. about I I ordered a little bit of black tar heroin. I'm sh like it's. <laughs> It's, it's, it's going to be, fine. be like a one one time thing, dude. Like it's probably not going to be a big deal. Like I know I said I wouldn't do it, but like fuck it, you know. Like you only live once, and then fast forward. Yep. <sighs> yep. No. Yeah. I. uh <clears throat> Yeah, I've been doing that because the new like face masks. I don't know if you've seen them. They're all unlocked by that. There's two face masks. There's one that's called like the Death Shadow, and you can wear it with a helmet. So it's like you can wear a helmet and you can wear ears and it's it's just a face mask, but it's level two armor. So you get like the, you know, the ricochet chance. It's the same reason why no people are... No sound reduction, no penalties. Yeah, no penalties. So you get basically, right, like back in the day, the meta, like face shield was meta. Like airframe, face shield, exfil, face shield. Like back in the day, the, the dope helmets for face shields, dude... Literally nobody runs face shields anymore because they fixed it where remember it used to be a bug where if you spawned into your raid with your face shield down, you didn't get the heavy breathing. But if you put the face shield up and put it back down, then you would get the heavy breathing all the time. Well, they fixed that. So if you have a face shield, your character's just heavy breathing always. Well, wait, that, that wait, wait, that was a whoa, whoa, wait. I thought that that bug was in the other direction and that like, no, I thought you were only supposed to have the. Oh, Fuck no, me. Nikita has always wanted that if you have a face shield, then hey. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I'm transported to streets of Tarkov right now. And in a game where you already can't hear anything and every sound cue is extremely important, it almost single-handedly stops people from wearing face shields. That plus you've got like guns like the SVT and it's just like you've got level one guns and level one ammos that have more than 30 pen and those face shields were normally level three face shields and so but the death shadow is a level two face protection eyes face and jaws um that doesn't give you the heavy breathing it doesn't blur your vision at all like the freaking dirty face shields did um and you can wear headphones and you wear everything so uh they're like you can find them in like stashes and stuff. Like you can find them in raid. They're like four hundred thousand rubles, <laughs> but if you just do these, uh, like I just got it, um, the Lightkeeper quests. If you get the one that unlocks it, you can Smash. buy them for yes. That you can buy them for, I think sixty thousand rubles or eighty thousand rubles from, uh, Ragman. Which at that point, there's pretty much no reason not to run it. Like I literally had it save me today. You know, it's got ricochet chance. And then it's also, you know, buckshot and small SMG rounds. You might just get lucky and it'll tank it. The other one is two quests past that. And it's called the CQCM, I believe. And it's literally just a face mask. You can't wear a helmet with it. You can wear ears with it, but you can't wear a helmet with it. So you can't get top of head or back of head protection. But it's a class four. Isn't that thing wild? Yeah, it's like a Jason mask without the breathing holes. Yeah. Does it also have the breathing problem? No, no breathing like problem. Okay. So that's the, like, you just run at people helmet, right? Like, if you don't plan on 
letting people see the back of your head, you wear that because it's class four protection to your face, but you can't wear a helmet with that. Uh, that is two, and it's same thing. It's a, it's a, I don't know. I think it's like seventy-five thousand rubles from Ragman, but it's a half a million rubles off the flea. And so, I was like, well, I'll uh, maybe I'll go get those. But it's just like it's it's the it's the classic like quest design, you know. Th there's always something. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just complaining too much. Like some of them were fine. Like some one was the fine. It was like it's hard, but it's uh but it's not necessarily terrible. You have to go um to lighthouse. There's like I read I actually read through the lore because you're actually in there talking to lightkeeper and it still is pretty pretty cool thing. So I like I still haven't seen what that looks yeah. like. <laughs> so like he's like actually talking to you and uh and there's this lore about how like there's like a meeting. Basically, he's like, I want you to go into the water treatment plant and get this folder and it's fake intelligence. And then I need you to go to reserve, find the real intelligence, steal it, replace it with this fake intelligence I gave you. And then I need you to bring that real intel to me so I can know what's going on with like Knight and his and the people like Knight is one of the goons. He's like in charge of a battalion of dudes or whatever. So it's kind of cool. So you have to go to the water treatment plant, find this folder, then go to reserve, then find another folder, and then plant this folder, and then come back to Lighthouse and give him the folder. So that wasn't that terrible of a quest because it was like the lore was pretty cool. And um, if you, I mean, it was hard. It was kind of like delivered from the past, right? If you die with the folder, then you have to go back and get it, you know? So you're having to go to multiple raids. It wasn't terrible. And the one I'm on now is like kill 15 PMCs. Like, you know, on woods, you know, like you can go up the mountain and like where sniper scav is, like you can get mm. up there now. You have to kill 15 PMCs like in that area, which isn't super defined on like where's in the area and where's not. Yeah. And that's like a weird place to be. So like it's one of those things where it doesn't have a lot of the things we've criticized the game for with before where it's like you have to use this gun or you have to use this ammo or you have to use this armor or whatever. It's nice that it's just like go kill people there. But the thing is, is that the best way to accomplish that goal is to just go to woods and then just like sit up there and wait. You know what I mean? Like if you're, it, it's like, it's the, you can tell sometimes when BSG design quests and they what they want is for you to accomplish it naturally. And there's like a little bit of a disconnect. Like that's not how players play games. Like if I want to do setup, I'm going to buy 10 shotguns and 10 Yushankas. Like I'm going to do setup tonight. Like that is my goal. I want to accomplish my goal, right? I'm not going to like run a shotgun. And if I get a kill, cool. And if not, I'll do this quest. It's like we're gamers, real people are like, goal oriented so if i want to get that quest done i want to get that quest done which means i want to get kills up there every raid how do i guarantee that spawn in sj6 run up there sit in a bush and wait because if I, i'm up there i have to wait for them to come to me you know what i mean so it's like mm -hmm. it's not a terrible quest it doesn't have things that make me go like oh my god i have to use this blueberry armor or whatever but it ends up kind of being weird because the way you have to accomplish that just feels weird. You know what I mean? And kind of cheesy. But the lore for that quest is sick. I read through that today. 
apparently there's like a there's like some sort of like uranium nuclear enrichment facility underneath the mountain on woods and Lightkeeper doesn't want people knowing about it and people are starting to wonder what it is and try to open like you know up on top there there's the little bunker entrance yeah and in the lore he's like people are like fishing around and they're trying to get in so I need you to go take care of it and I was huh. like, oh, that's actually kind of sick. He's got some, yeah. like, secret facility under the mountain. And he's talking about how, like, I, I hid it in plain sight and nobody knows it's there. But people are starting to ask questions and I need you to go eliminate him. And I was like, oh, that's actually kind of sick, dude. Um, I want, I want like, an event that is, like, you're, like, on reserve and all of a sudden you hear just, like, yep. the fucking creepy, like, alarm. And I just want to... You're like from like somewhere over like the fence, and then just a fucking like rocket, bro. Or something just like reserve opens up and like yeah. a, a nuke comes out. Dude, I was thinking, imagine a map the size of factory, but looks like labs, and it's irradiated, and you get access to it from that top bunker on woods on top of the mountain, and. You can only be in there as long as like you have to bring a gas mask and you could like bring extra filters if you want, but the filters were rare. So if you only had one filter and you needed something in there, you can only be in there for like three minutes. And they're like zombies. And no, but I was thinking, imagine raiders in like hazmat suits. Fuck. That would be sick, dude. Like hazmat suits in the factory, like medical area. Yes, bro. That'd be sick. That would be sick, dude. You go in and then you have to extract from woods to get to get your thing. I was like, oh, that'd be so freaking dope, dude. I iodine pills in Tarkov when. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. For sure. So that uh that'd be pretty freaking dope. But um ultimately, yeah, Tarkov has kind of been kind of more of the same. Um I uh had the the super awesome opportunity to play some raids with Summit. Uh, and help him get some Kappa items, which was kind of sick. Um, How was that? Oh, dude, it was so fun. It was so fun. So uh, that was cool. But yeah, man, it's been it's been it's been good. It's been good. The thing that I've been thinking about now is like, remember we talked? I think I can't remember if it was on the PP. I don't think it was. I think it was last week. We were talking about how you were like you tweeted something about how like people are talking about microtransactions in your, you know, mowing lawns. And then you saw the related tweet and it was one peg and he was like three months in, everyone's bored. And you thought it was like a recent tweet, but it was from like two yep. years ago. You know, we're definitely in that zone where, you know, like and we, we talked about it last week, so no need to, to harp on it again, but just like the shine is wearing off the wipe still to this day. Uh, Summit, this is the deepest he's ever been. He's like, I've only gotten capital one other time. Uh, and it was like in 2019 when Reserve came out, like the doc is playing a ton. A lot of people that haven't gotten Kappa, like Deadly's getting Kappa this wipe. Like this wipe is absolutely an amazing wipe. But, you know, some of that shine is wearing off and some of the, you know, the, the natural, you know, issues of the game. And I was talking about, um, I was, I was thinking through this the other day of like, and I think we, I think we've talked about this before. We, we've talked a lot about, like, the core four issues, optimization, audio, desync, and cheating. 
and how, you know, they're always at the core. But for me, what makes me like, I, I get asked every day, a hundred times, are you going for Kappa? Why don't you have Kappa? Like, it's crazy. You don't have Kappa already. And it's like, I can't do Like, I can't bring myself. Like, I try to explain the difference between me going for Kappa and not going for Kappa. Here's the distance. When I wake up, I loathe the idea of playing Tarkov if I'm going for Kappa. That's it. That's the difference. That one thing. Do I want to do Psycho Sniper and the guide and freaking I have to reload a Mose and get my sniper skill up and I have to do like that's that one thing. It just instantly turns it from like I'm excited to hop on and play with Valiant and Hambino and like get good raids to like it's a chore. I don't want to play this game. That one thing. So I made the choice to say, okay, well, I'm not going to do it then because it makes me not want to play. And I was just thinking through the lens of like, why? The reason is because I've done everything so many times. I've done it so many times and I know what to expect and I know how annoying some of it is and it's frustrating. And I was mm -hmm. thinking through the lens of like, I'm not saying this is easy, but how much better and more enriching would it feel if like, Every wipe, you basically got like a role for different quests. Like not every quest was available to everyone, every wipe. And like you would do, or maybe there were different variations of like the Punisher series that you could get so that I didn't necessarily know what was going to happen. You know what I mean? Like I know that I'm going to unlock the traders and we've even talked about this before. I was thinking a separate thing would be what if you couldn't get max traders on on all of them like what if the reputation and the questing was designed in such a way that if you want max peacekeeper you can't get max jaeger yeah and you have that agency and if you want max jaeger or whatever you can't get max proper because boom and so it would be like i was thinking through the lens of what would make me excited to like I'm excited for a wipe. Like I'm excited to like, for, for example, rust is like a super squish version of this. Like their servers wipe every like week. Right. Which I'm not saying Tarkov would be, but it makes people really that frequently. Some, some go every week, some go every month, some go whatever, whatever, whatever. It's like, what if, um, there was a reason to be like excited or to like re-roll your experience next wipe. Like, Oh, I had a really good wipe next wipe. I'm going to try going for a peacekeeper and Jaeger and, uh, you know what I mean? And I'm going to go do this quest or whatever. Like, I guess the, the first example I had where the game just randomly assigns you quests would kind of suck because it would be like RNG and that would be terrible. Mm -hmm. But what if it was set up in a way where you had the agency to choose if there were more consequences for your actions and there was like a, a desire and a reason like, oh, I'm actually excited for the next wipe because I'm excited to uh, try something new. I think that's where where I'm trying to go with this is like, what if Tarkov was set up in a way where you were excited to like change your experience? You know what I mean? Like maybe, you know, the soft skills can, you know, be in there as well or whatever. But I just I was thinking through that where the reason I don't like the quests is because nothing changes. You, you just like how war never changes. Yeah. How fun can it be to do the same exact quest? over and over and over again. Like if you're super excited to get Kappa, get Kappa the next six wipes and then tell me if you're still excited to get Kappa. You probably won't be. So is there a way we Especially could... when Kappa was AIDS the first time you had to get it and it's just gotten exponentially more AIDS Yeah, every wipe. Yeah. 
So like, obviously, not all these ideas I'm throwing around are like set in stone ideas, but I've been mulling over that recently. What if there was Tarkov was set up in a way where you couldn't have everything. And so you had some agency and control over what you wanted to do to craft this season's character. And maybe you want to change small parts of it or big parts of it next season. Like that would get, I feel like that would get me more excited for wipes and excited to like quest in wipes. Whereas right now it's just like everything you've always done is a chore. So if you got to level 20 last wipe, doing those quests up to level 20 again is a chore. And then doing new ones is fun. And then you might get to level 30 this wipe. And then next wipe, doing the quests up to level 30 is a chore, but you might get to level 40 this wipe. Because, you know, if you're new to the game, each wipe you progress a little bit for, uh, farther. But what's happening is that every wipe people play the game, more things in the game become a chore. Yeah. Does that kind of make sense? So is there a way to make that different is where my brain has been. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm just trying to think like... And the answer I, might be no, by the way. This is just kind of like where my brain has been these past few days. No, no, I, I, I like I like the the thought process. What, what it made me think like instantly, <clears throat> and which is probably like not even like accurate or fair, but like the idea that Tarkov is going to have like five more wipes like never would have occurred to me. Mm. Like I, I just I, I've been operating under the assumption for so long that there won't be wipes forever. Yeah. So the whole idea of like doing anything based on wipes, I think there will be. I think I think there's going to have to be. Yeah. Again, I'm not I, I'm not necessarily even like saying it's oh, like logical. Yeah, but that's just like your default. When you state. start talking about yeah. yeah, you start talking about like oh well, we need to make all these changes so that they refresh every wipe. I'm like, how many fucking wipes do you think you're going to yeah. be playing? Yeah, 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 yeah. I get what you're saying. And maybe the answer is twenty. Maybe the answer is one or two. Yep, yeah. In which case, like all of these massive changes you're talking about, yeah, they only make sense in the context of. There's a bunch of wipes, I guess. Yep. Um, and I was in the same spot for a really long time. I was full copium. My default was like, well, it's going to go open world and wipes are going to stop. Because at some point in the past, they had at least alluded to them thinking those things would be cool too. They've never said we are going to go open world. They were like, we would like to do that. That would sound cool. They've never said wipes were going to stop. Maybe they did. Maybe Nikita said that on Reddit somewhere. But but the more I play the game, the more I see how slow it's developed and the more I see how big of things continue, like, need to be developed, there's, in my brain, I just don't think there's a universe where... I don't think we're going to go... Here's the thing. I don't think we're ever going to go open world. And I think more... Huge changes would be need to be made to Tarkov to make no wipes fun than to just make the wipes fun. Does that make sense? So that's why my perspective has shifted. For the longest time, I thought, well, we're eventually going to do no wipes, just full copium. And then I I started thinking, yeah, I mean, eventually we're going to do no wipes, but like they're going to have to change a lot about this game if they want servers that don't wipe. 
And now I'm at like the third stage of my evolution where it's like, it would actually be much less work to just structure the game in a way where the wipes were like an exciting time for people to like re-roll their characters and like try new ways to play this game. That would be infinitely less work than trying to figure out how to make progression not like ridiculous. Because as we've said many times, Tarkov has kind of backed themselves into this really weird corner where like Tarkov is like the hardest game ever to people that haven't played it and really easy to the people that have. We wiped December 27th, which means we're five days away. In five days from now, the game will have wiped two months ago. Okay, I have 90 million rubles. And I'm not that good at the game. I have a lot of knowledge of the game, which is why, you know what I mean? And I play with friends a lot. But, like, I'm not Landmark. I'm not Chief. I'm not Desmond by any stretch of the imagination. Two months in. But that doesn't mean I would say the game is easy. Dr. Disrespect famously right now has been playing and like tweeting about how he's like, like really excited about the game. And people keep coming into my stream being like, yo, the doc needs a Sherpa, bro. The doc, and it, like, it, because now the doc's no slouch. He's, is he playing solo? Yeah. He's better than me at probably every FPS game in the world, right? Like he would just smoke me and everything. But because Tarkov's, skills structure isn't just like point click because it's like do you know where the bitcoin spawns and if you do you have infinite money do you know you know streets well do you play with a duo do you play with a trio because of that so i uh, the point i'm trying to make here is tarkov has backed itself into this weird corner where it's basically impossible to quantify the difficulty of tarkov and anything you do is going to have these really weird ripples where like um, it's going to make something might make like it's something easier for like the top people disproportionately easier. Like if I make something slightly easier for the Timmies, it makes my life a lot easier. But if I make something slightly harder for the Chads, it makes the Timmies life a lot harder. And so when you start thinking about, well, what would Tarkov need in order to get rid of wipes? You start to go down a weird path where it's like, we would need to slow down progression a ton. Cause if you look at me, You'd be like, two months in, he's got 90 million rubles. If we're never wiping again, we need to slow down progression. But if you look at Doc, who's no slouch at the game, you'd be like, oh my God, he's level 11. We don't need to slow down progression too much. And you just get into this weird thing where like, I don't know how they would ever create a universe where Tarkov could stop wiping. So what you're saying, everything is absolutely true. On the flip side... The conversation about making progression, like all of the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a conversation for 2021. Yes. Like they want to ship the game this year. None of that's happening. Bro. Correct. Like I, Correct. I, I Correct. hope I'm wrong, but my gut is just telling me that what they're going to do is they're going to take a bunch of the quests that exist now, 80% of them, move them around, add in some main quest stuff. Yeah. Put it in there, turn all the dials down on progression to make things slower. And daily quests, and boom, we'll wipe every three months, and we're not going to fucking do anything. We're moving on to some other shit, and I, we'll maybe have some DLC or whatever. I definitely don't disagree, but yeah, that's why 
But and that you're, I agree with you. That's why my perspective is slowly shifting to like, okay, I think that they could lean into the wipe thing, into the we wipe every three months or we wipe every six months. And, and it would, you know, not a one time, but they could create, they could like put their head down and create a, a bunch of content and then make it so that you just can't access all of that content every wipe. Like you, you make decisions. If I want to do this quest, I'm, I miss out on this quest line. If I want to do this quest, I miss out on this quest line. And then you create, I'm, once again, I'm not saying this is easy. I'm not like just create the quest, but I'm saying it's easier than creating a world where Tarkov doesn't wipe would be to create something where uh, you really ha would have agency over you know, who, you know, what trader you maxed out, what skills you max out. If you can't max out anything and everything in any given wipe, then the player has an, an uh, more agency and, and an excitement potentially to come back for the next wipe and try things differently. So, again, I, I, I agree with everything. Um, but I... I also feel like what you're saying is rather than give you a hundred shitty quests and access to all the traders in order to make next wipe more interesting, I'm going to give you 80 quests and access to two thirds of the traders. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like I make this experience not as good or interesting <clears throat> Or like I, I'm giving you, I'm giving you trade-offs yeah. that you didn't have before. Yeah. Which like, the, I guess the question I have is, is is that objectively better? Right. Like, okay. Yeah. You can have you can have pizza. Right now we have pizza, ice cream, yeah. and syphilis for lunch. Okay. Yeah. This time you get pizza and syphilis, and then the next time you get ice cream and syphilis. It's yeah. like. Yeah. Is it better? So I don't know that it's better. <laughs> so, yeah. So to really get into it, we would have to get into the minutia of like, they would have to change a lot of things, right? Like the traders, like, because if, 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 if it happened right now, it would immediately become like peacekeeper and mechanic or meta. Cause that's where all the meta, all the meta guns are at peacekeeper, all the meta attachments are at. So if we wanted to get into the minutia of like, how would this be implemented today? It would require an entire rework of all the traders and how they work. All I'm saying is that from a 10,000 foot view, the amount of man hours to completely rework all the traders and make this system better is just significantly less than the amount of man hours to create a balanced Tarkov that doesn't wipe is all I'm saying. Let, so let me give an alternative that I think is actually less work and better. Yeah. Maybe. Theoretically. Maybe. All of the quests that they have right now, it's Mad Libs, right? Yes. In what universe, if you gave two interns that made it their full-time job for three months yeah. to make 50 new quests, yeah, that you couldn't just have new quests, as opposed to giving you a subset and reducing it, like, just change them. Yes. You'll never do a quest that you've ever done before and ever wipe ever, right? Like, I think that's a step in the right direction. In my opinion, um, this is probably where this idea turns into a hot take. Uh, but in my opinion, <laughs> in order to make Tarkov fun, you have to restrict it, in my opinion, long term. And by that, you mean like I, you have to restrict, restrict the access to traders? My access to just 
I have access to everything, everything, everywhere, all the time. And so I, uh, so in my world and Jesse's idea, uh, like that's a good idea, but that's a half step. There has to be like a trade-off. There has to be restriction. There has to be like, I can't get everything. So I choose what I want to get. And then maybe I'll tweak it next time. Maybe I'll tweak it that next time. Maybe I won't. Once again, you don't, I don't want you to force the player into tweaking their play style. The player could find like a strat they like and just do that every wipe, but providing options to change their wipe and providing that like, um, because then you get all sorts of stuff where it's like, you might kill a guy that has a meta gun down the traders you don't have. And now all of a sudden you've like manufactured some rarity without having to worry about the loot pool. You're like, Oh shoot. Like I haven't seen a meta AK with a GL under it. Like that's sick. Now I want to get this out. But you can't do that if everybody has access to everything, even if the quests that lead you to access to everything are different. I think that would be better. But I think if if at the end of the day we arrive at when you get to level 42, you just have everything. Um, well, so I don't think that that is like long term sustainable. Agreed. Agreed with the outcome, the like yeah, yeah, abstract yeah. idea is how how would you compare it pros and cons with what we've talked about a million times which is remove 85% of the items from all the traders yeah so so you don't have choice yeah but you but you have the actual rarity which gives the excitement of for things sure, without sure. having to gate certain things for sure i mean i i mean yeah we've talked about that for sure wipe, so like having to choose like to not have access to everything, yeah. like to be physically literally gated from yeah. ever having a therapist quest. I don't know. There's something about that that doesn't feel great. But isn't that where, like the but, but the restriction of yeah. access to yeah. access to any item you want at any time to me is is actually way more meaningful yeah. than restriction to access to a trader and or their quests. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I don't disagree. Like, here's the thing. Isn't that... Well, okay. I have so many thoughts. One, I want to address a chat message. Removing features is not a feature. Hot take. Well, he didn't want to remove any features. Correct. And here's the thing, right? If I... If I gave you... If I gave you this basketball and I said, can you hold on to this for me? Temporarily. And you were like, sure, but I didn't give you a time frame. And 40 years later, my grandchild came and asked for it back. And you didn't tell your grandchild that it was my basketball. The chat message would be taking my basketball is stealing. Hot take. You're operating under the assumption that what we have now are all intended features. When I started playing the game in 2018, they were saying that we're putting everything on the traders so that they so we can like test it so you can have access to it and test it and the traders will be more restrictive but if you don't know that and you hear me say well the traders have too many items you're like well removing stuff is not features hot take and i'm like they weren't supposed to be there long term does that make sense so there there's that um the other thing i was going to say is isn't that kind of the impetus for most isn't that kind of the core of like most gaming is like you can be like 
you can be a mage, but that means you can't be these things. Like, you know what I mean? You can, I feel like that choice is like central to a lot of gaming experiences where choice has negative effects to it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, so we're definitely splitting into two things. I couldn't agree more with the take that you said, where it's like the, the lowest man hour, the most efficient way to like, you know, quote unquote, fix Tar Tarkov, the lowest man hour for the maximum return would be that would be like, get two interns, just make like 75 bespoke quests so that, you know, you can arrive at a different place and make where we arrive, you know, 70% less items on the traders. That would be the least amount of work for the maximum amount of like effect on the game. And I would be all for that. And I'm not even necessarily advocating that I 100% think that choice and negative consequences and stuff like that need to come into Tarkov by any stretch of the imagination. But I've just been processing recently would I think that that was like fun? Would I enjoy the concept of like um, being able to have completely different experiences and not just very slightly different versions of the same experience? Yeah, so I have two thoughts. The first one is is that the choice and the trade-off you could argue is in the raids. Do I stay and risk the True. thing? Do I True. like... Um, so like that element is still core to the fundamental aspect of True. like actively playing the game as opposed to like what you're going to click in the menus. Yeah. Um, so that's one. And, and then two is you played Skyrim. Yeah. 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 So the difference between, I think like what I was advocating and what you were advocating again, conceptually from a high level, they're the same, but it would be like the difference between if you do the dark brotherhood you can't do this other the light 100%. brotherhood as opposed but what you're describing seems more like you if you choose the dark brotherhood half of the map is unavailable to you yeah 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 it's like well let me go there and just do yeah like they're both restrictions with costs but one of them is feels shitty and one of them doesn't feel as shitty yeah i guess right so reducing like eliminating the ability to go down a quest line with therapist because you piss her off yeah which means you won't ever be able to unlock this case from her yeah 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 is a meaningful choice as opposed to you don't get to use therapist and and and, and i'm not arguing that because i'm not saying well because then you can't buy meds it's not yeah. because of that yeah, yeah because yeah. you would move stuff around to make it so that like there would be like multiple med sources multiple yeah. gun sources right but it's more so from the idea of like I just feel like cutting off a trader is like yeah, 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 yeah. removing I, so, a massive chunk. So I think you're getting hung up on like, I think you're getting hung up on something I, I don't care at all about. Like, like I, I'm, I'm sticking to like a specific that yes, didn't matter. I, I literally just like randomly create a sentence and threw it out to get my point across. And I'm talking 10,000 yep. foot view. And you're like, that's insane. What based on everything you just said, I completely agree. Like what I said was stupid. I was I was just trying to stair step to the bigger point of what if there was a world where in Tarkov there were much more choices that had consequences. While you were talking, you you I was like, that's a better idea. What if you couldn't have any of all like you could have access to all the traders, but you couldn't necessarily have them all maxed at one time. 
But at any point, you could like go like rebuild your reputation with one person and then they maybe would slightly damage it. And it was like there was always this ebb and flow of like based on what you were trying to unlock. I've got a ton of this in my stash, so maybe I'm going to go try and repair relationships with therapists or whatever, whatever, whatever. I totally agree. I, I once again, yeah, that that concept of like, well, you can't you can't even get therapists. That was just. It, it, I, and if, I thought about that for exactly one and a half second. It was just yeah. to get to the point of right now in Tarkov, you can just have everything and there's no meaningful choice. And what's crazy is that in the game, they're trying to convince you that at some point they also had this idea because there are 10 quests in the game where when I turn it into therapists, I lose rep with proper. Yeah. Over the course of a wipe, that means nothing, right? I just have to do one. They literally ultimately ended up putting quests in the game. There's like a uh, chemical part four, I think. You can turn it into prop war, therapist, or skier. If I turn it into skier, I get a quest from therapist and prop war to just basically buy back their reputation. Like yeah. proper wants 10 M67 grenades. I can buy the M67 grenades from proper and then just turn them into or buy them from Peacekeeper. So it's like, they kind of want you to think your choices matter, but then they're like, if you just want to buy it, you can buy it all back, never mind. And like I'm saying, like, what if we dug into that? What if there was any level of choice that had any level of consequence? Maybe the example I gave was too much consequence for too little choice. I'm not... Yeah, and if, and if I and if I got... Uh, I was I was literally talking about the specific yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so if that was... Uh, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, it was just that was just an example. I completely agree. I I I wouldn't ever want it to, like you just can't have access to therapists, but like maybe you can't have them all max traders cuz a lot of times the difference between level 3 traders and level 4 traders is only the meta stuff. Like Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the difference between level 3 therapists and level 4 therapists is like the thick items case trade. Not meds. You can still buy Saluas. So maybe you can't have them all max level or maybe you know, you can you can't have them all max level at one at one time, but you could at any point go and like work your re like right now. If I go out on the Lightkeeper Island and I kill somebody, I lose access to the island, but I can do like six quests that rebuild my trust with Lightkeeper. If there yeah, was yeah. something like that in it, you know what I mean? That just kind well, of some of the some of the best quests are the ones where it's like, do I do this thing? You have that choice because the reward is meaningful. Do I want a, a med case? Or do I want a weapon case? Exactly. Or do I want, like those are interesting because there's choice and trade-offs and and yeah. So, so just something uh, like to that. To totally, totally with you. And, and I don't know how to do it, but I, but I think it's e easier to do than creating a world where Tarkov is fun and never wipes again. Like we're like, hey, yeah, yeah, you know, no, it's one point oh. For that, yeah, I just, yeah. I just my and, assumption is that like, yeah, I I'm still living in 2018. Yeah, when Nikita was like, we're not going to have wipes forever. Wipes are for development purposes only. Yeah, and that got ingrained in me, and I never thought about it. Yeah, every time someone's like, yeah, but what about wipes? And I'm like, yeah, we're not going to have wipes forever. Yeah. and then now it's like we're getting close we're to the end, <laughs> and they need wipes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, unless they're just gonna throw the hands up and walk away and be like, yeah. you got daily quests and every three months we're going to just, there's going to be an auto wipe every three months and, and we'll keep the servers up and running, but the game is, we're moving on. Yeah. Which honestly, the, I, I, I would have said there was no, I mean, obviously they can't, they're not going to support the game forever. Right. Yeah. Um, 20 years from now, I don't expect the Tarkov servers to be running. Um, yeah. But, I think pre 
I I literally have like a different perspective on BSG now pre microtransactions announcement oh, versus post. Yeah, where I'm like, no, I could totally see a world where they just up and move on in a way that would annoy and frustrate and upset a lot of people. Yeah, in a way like now, and I'm I'm not saying they're going no, to. No, 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 no. Like I, I I do have to say like my cynicism went up a notch over the the threshold of like yeah that's it's 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 plausible i I wouldn't i wouldn't say that's absurd conspiracy theory bullshit and unfair i would say yeah maybe yeah (laughs) you know yeah no i I, I don't know and i mean somebody said in chat and we've talked at length about how like a prestige system would be great but like a prestige system a prestige system is more of an equalizer and not something that adds, adds longevity to the game. They're different and they're both good. A prestige system would be great for the exact thing we talked about earlier. We're two months into the wipe. I have 90 million rubles. Some of you listening might be level 19 struggling to get some quests done. And you might be offended when I'm like, this game is easy. I make 8 million rubles per hour on streets. And you're like, dude, shut up. Like, that's not my experience. A prestige system is an equalizer where like it filters more people back to the bottom for relatively meaningless things. Cosmetics, if I get a top or an armband or a golden dog tag, it doesn't really affect you if you're a level 19, but it filters people back down to the bottom. So there's more people at lower tier kits. There's more people with less wealth and it doesn't have any negative effect on the people who are struggling. That's a huge W, but that doesn't really add longevity or player choice or agency to the game. Those people that keep cycling through the prestige, we're just going to move on eventually. And you might move on to another game or whatever. So the prestige system would be awesome. But in addition to that, trying to set up Tarkov in a way where the wipes really are something to look forward to. And maybe there, you might play a little bit different or choose a different path this time, or there's, there's always something to do outside of just arbitrary daily and weekly tasks. I have enough meds. Maybe I'm going to go try and, rebuild my trust with peacekeeper now so I can get this, that, or the other. Like I think once again, I'm not married to any single element of my idea, but I do. But what what I'm trying to say is those are different than the prestige system, but both are good. We should have both. (laughs) We should have both for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. Amen. I just, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it is interesting. I agree with you that I think like they're trying to ship the game, right? Like all we need to do what 1, 1.0 is terminal and the storyline quests. That's all that's needed. And then they can just label everything else as DLC. We were supposed to have suburbs. We were supposed to have town. We were supposed to have um, in-raid traders. We were supposed to have, you know, maybe open world. There's a lot of features they've talked about wanting to add to Tarkov over the years. But the only things that we need for them to just like, you know, I've been telling people for a while now, cause we're having this conversation a lot more. I'm like 1.0 is meaningless. Like, it doesn't mean anything. They could just say this is 1.0 and everything past this point is DLC, but nothing will have changed. Like, don't expect 1.0 to be like, we fixed all the bugs. There's no cheaters. Everything we've like, they're just going to say it's 1.0 one day and then keep going. Um, so I think they are trying to like get there, close that gap, get the storyline quests in, get terminal in, call it 1.0 and then just make everything else DLC. Um, But I, but that just, that raises other weird questions about like, 
well, what does the long term are they in, if they if we do get to 1.0 and the game is largely the same, just with storyline quests, do they really have an incentive to continue to explore those things they've talked about, like open world or like, you know, not wiping? I say probably not. You know what I mean? So I'm interested to see at this point, not 2018, not 2017. I'm interested to see today what does Nikita think the final vision of this game is. I would wager it's changed dramatically, dramatically than what it was in 2018. Yep. I... I, whoever the next person to interview Nikita is, if you're listening to this, yeah, if you if you don't grill him to give us information, yeah, on the main what what is the main quest? Like you don't have to give, yeah. What, what I what I need to know is in what way, if any, is it meaningfully different than any quests we have now? That's the question. You don't have to give me the names of. You know, quest givers or any lore or anything. You don't have to give me how many quests there are. Just answer that. Is it in any way meaningfully different than than right now? Are the it's main probably just a quest yeah, line? Are, are the main the quests traders. just a ninth trader or an eighth trader that I just click on and click accept and then do a quest, or is it like different? Is it all in raid traders? Was like Lightkeeper the first thing and like. Every map is going to have a safe zone and there's an NPC you get a trader from. I'm, I'm Obviously, that's cope. That's major cope. But I'm saying like on a scale of every mission is given by a bespoke NPC and on the other end of the scale is just proper gives us the main missions. Where does it fall on that scale? You yeah. know what I mean? I don't know. Because um, they say like quest redesign. Yeah. And that to me is like we're redefining, redesigning <laughs> what an automobile is. Yeah. It has four wheels and two doors and a trunk and it's, but this one's purple, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, right. Like, is it a fucking hover bike? Yeah. You know, or is it just a, a new rehashed, whatever? Is it a cyber yeah. truck? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see for sure. So, um, but that's, uh, I mean that that's pretty much it. That that's like what I've been I've been thinking about in the realm of um Tarkov and stuff like that. And once again, like if you listen to this and I said anything and you were like, "Oh my god, that's stupid. That would never work." I probably agree with you. I was just trying to get to a to a concept more than a specific point. Um but yeah, I don't know. Uh, it'll be it'll I'm, dude, they nothing is going to change as a result of this conversation or what I think, right? So I'm more just interested to see where they're going and what the ideas is, and, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, in Arena, I don't even, I don't know if we talked about this before, but, like, a few days ago, they did, like, a, everybody gets 5 million rubles, and all kits up to, like, 500 gear score are unlocked, and then today they tweeted out, everybody has 10 million rubles, and all kits are unlocked for everybody. Wipe? Wipe incoming? I mean, it's got to be something, right? They just completely nuked the progression of the game. Like, something's got to be coming. I guess it would be a wipe, right? Like a progression wipe. Um, Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. What's funny, though, is like, I don't want to necessarily go back and rehash the whole roadmap, 
This is the emotions I remember having. February's update. Okay. Summer update. Oh, hell yeah. So I'm surprised that they're doing this for the February update. And then maybe wiping. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't remember enough big changes in the February update to like wipe it, but maybe they're just going to wipe it and then wipe it again in the summer update. I don't know. I felt like all of the significant changes that were coming to like meaningfully change how you progress to the game were all listed in the summer one. But, uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Time will tell. Yeah. 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 yeah, I, I, I don't even want to speculate. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. They, They, they could, I've I've experienced everything from pure and utter disgust and disappointment to incredibly impressed and surprised, like snow. Yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah, like, um, yeah. So I I don't know, like between like they've they've proven with like the airdrop stuff and with snow and with all these other things that like they can completely come out of left field with yeah. shit that we never thought of. And then they've also had yeah, they've, 10 times as many examples where it's just like, that's fucking it. They've consistently proven someone at that godforsaken company gets it, understands what what creates a unique and fun experience and understands what the player wants. And what they've also showed us is somebody at that company, their sole purpose on this planet is to go against every single one of those things. <laughs> So those two people both work at BSG and uh, so you never know what to expect. You never know what to expect. Um, but other than that, I mean, there's no arena news. We, you know, we've, we talked through the update on a pre or the roadmap on a previous episode. Sounds sick. Uh, there's no update or any sort of news on the Tarkov side of things. I would expect in the next maybe month or so we get our first kind of like mid wipe patch. Well, I mean, we freaking got a patch that they still haven't re-implemented and it was such a good patch. I really hope they figure that junk out and then re-implement it. Uh, no update from them on Unity 2023. All we really know about that is that it's coming in 2024. So it wouldn't surprise me if the Unity 2023 stuff was like the summer wipe. Um, so yeah, no, no real, no real news or anything, but, uh, yeah, that's the that's the Tarkov stuff. I saw you uh you posted a video. I watched most of it on like a new extraction type game. It, yeah, it almost extraction. was like a it reminded me of like Evolve. Did you ever play that game back in the day? Revival. No wait, that was something else. It was the four v one. One dude was a monster. It was like a squad of four people, and one was a monster, and you would and it was just like PvP. And the monster would try to like go throughout the map and like if it found enough resources and ate enough stuff, it would evolve into a bigger form. And so like the the way the match would play is like the four p- players were trying to track the monster. The monster was trying to avoid detection and get enough resources to evolve into its biggest form to then attack the players. And it was huh. like this crazy thing where it was like a team of players. So it almost reminded me of that plus an extraction shooter. It's basically Tarkov meets Pitch Black. <laughs> Remember Pitch Black? Yes. Did you ever see that movie? With Vin Diesel, which yeah. I didn't even know yeah. until 
I had a thing and then I removed it from my video. Um, I had a reference to, yeah, the pitch black, um, fucking Chronicles of Riddick. I didn't realize yes. that was in the Chronicles of Riddick yes. timeline or universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, I I did. It was like a a sponsored thing that came across my my uh, my radar, and uh, they like never ever are interest me yeah you know, like, yeah i'm like i wouldn't do like a 10 minute you know 15 minute video sponsored thing on like world of tanks or anything yeah like yeah games, i'm sure the game's fine and everything but like i'm just not into it yeah but this actually felt like legit enough to yeah. where um yeah to where i was like hell yeah like i'll absolutely take a look at it and it was genuinely mega fun that's awesome um but but yeah like for people who haven't seen it um, in a nutshell, it's an asymmetric PvPVE, although we didn't get any PvE in our okay. playtest. It was like a super private, it was like us in a Discord with like eight or nine people, and they were doing it over the course of multiple days. That's cool. Um, and uh, like I was in the same kind of group as I think I'd mentioned Blue Drake. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. The one who did Operation Harsh Doorstop. Yeah. Uh, I have a clip at the end of the video actually with him being like i because i killed him and he's like he hopped into our discord channel he's like listen i know who you are <laughs> this isn't Tarkov. um but uh but That's yeah awesome. so so it takes place um we were we basically were playing inside of like a laboratory uh you know where it's like it's got the flickering lights and the dead ripped apart lab white coat yeah you know yep. uh kind of like the horror sci-fi sort of setting although there's going to be other settings like one in mars and whatever i think the lab's on earth but i think there's like other planets nice yeah um and you basically are trying to like get in get stuff whatever that is we you know there was a, a bunch of features that were like grayed out like yeah. crafting quests you know like whatever that was all like inaccessible yeah we just got to basically experience like raid pvp extract um and and loot but like most of the loot was irrelevant during this play test yeah because it was crafting materials um which you, we couldn't do anything with yep uh and then like after the second game they basically like gave us unlimited money <laughs> okay so like that's when we went and, like just could buy whatever we wanted so like yeah the looting didn't matter much yeah but yeah so effectively um there's that but then the, the what makes it unique um, and, and I don't even think I said what the name of the game was. It's level zero. Extraction. Oh, yeah. Extraction. Yeah. Um, so what makes it unique is there's a fucking alien. Uh, actually, I think a pair of aliens that uh, are potentially more, you know, uh, depending yeah. on the map, I suppose, um, that they have all these powers and abilities. And you can basically go in as a uh, like a PMC or at play as the alien. Um, and the aliens have. A bunch of different abilities but their weakness is light yep so like you know if if the alien were to run at me and i hit it with a shotgun three or four times i don't think it would die but like a flashlight on it for like two seconds would kill it yep um but they have the ability to basically like they can see the other aliens like through the walls they have wall hacks they can see all of the ventilation systems. You can press the thing and it like highlights the oh. ventilation. So there's like you go down underneath or up in the ventilation shaft. So you have way more access to get around. Yeah, traversal and stuff. Um, 
And because you're like susceptible to the light, the environment is built off of that where like you go and there's like a light switch. You could turn the light switch on and if there's power, it turns the lights on in this area, but you see the thing like going down. So you, it's on a timer. Oh, um, everything has like this counter push. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just like turn all the lights on and then just be chill. You can, you can turn on a light, but they don't last forever. You can use a flare, but those don't last forever. And the aliens can like knock them out of your hands or extinguish them with spit. You can use a glow stick, but it's not really that bright and doesn't do a lot of damage, but it gives you some illumination. You can use a flashlight, but the battery runs out. And they have the you can turn on the lights, but they don't last forever. And they have an EMP that that knocks out all the power. So like That's what you sick. see in that video is like you'll see the alien will like pop out and just be like Poof, and you just see the all the lights turn off and it's like, oh fuck. And then they can like yell and it like stuns you to where like you can't move oh. for a couple of seconds or drop your items. Um, they can set traps. You can set traps. So there's like lights on like tripods that like they're like flashbang them and they kill. They basically one tap them. Damn. Um. So there's this really interesting yeah, thing where yeah. they're kind of they can move mega fast and they don't make like any noise really. Uh, they move pretty fucking quietly and very Damn. quickly, but a little bit of light. And they die pretty quickly. Yeah. Now it only takes two or three hits from the aliens yeah, to take to kill you, you down. Yeah. But then you get knocked down, and your teammates can get you up. And if you die, you actually could to control a drone oh. for some limited amount of time. So it was actually like it made a game like that. I would be way more. It would be way more fun for a lot of other reasons uh, to play with friends. Because when you die, it's not just, I'll be on a scavenger and I'll yeah, be in the menus yeah. waiting for you. So, like, my friends were, like, flying around with the drones being like, the guys are on the corner, the guys are on the corner. Like, they were, you know, like, That's call, making call outs. And they have the ability to, they have flashlights. They can turn on and off. They can interact with the environment oh. like, to, a, to a limited extent. But I think they have, like, a kind of a durability or a time limit. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, um. Yeah, so there's there's just like a That's ton of really sick. cool stuff. Now, one of the interesting things that I think will be probably the only thing that'll be like kind of controversial is the weapon handling is intentionally imprecise. Um so like if you ADSing and you're moving, there's a lot of like this kind of stuff before well, it like I noticed that in your video. Yeah. So you kind of have to and basically what they want is they're like, we don't want people confidently running around insta one tapping everybody all the time. Yeah. Like we don't want it to be this mega fast arcade competition shooter kind yeah. of experience. Um and it I actually thought um it felt really good. Yeah. Genuinely, that whole experience, for whatever reason, it reminded me of early Tarkov. Oh, interesting. Where everything and, and it could be because we were all bad and everything was a mystery, or it could yeah. be other things that were like intentional game design elements. But um it just felt like the decisions you made mattered. Yeah. And it wasn't all about jiggle peeking as quick as possible. Yeah, and like crazy flicks or whatever. 
you just have i feel like you have a lot more options you like don't have to fight like the, yeah there was now that's the thing is it all of the players versus the alien or is it all the players versus each other and versus the aliens yeah it's, okay it's that's that. sick that's so sick. like we were it was like we would have like three v three v three v two aliens gotcha that's sick so you have to you have to fucking like so we'd be running around like looting, you know, grabbing all kinds of stuff, and be like, "Oh shit, there's players down there!" And all of a sudden, pshoo, the power would go out. And it's like, "Fuck!" Like, there's aliens. Do we, yeah. Do we now? Now there was a downside. I, I I was gonna talk about this as like an issue, but I actually decided not to because it it wasn't really relevant. Mm. There was one time where we were like, we came up the fucking stairs and turned a corner, and there was like eight PMCs there surrounded by a ring of light traps. And we were like, what's up? They were like, yo, we fucking set a trap. And it was like, okay. So we just like were waiting there. And because the two aliens, we were just like switching off randomly who the aliens were. The map is pretty big. Yeah. Like imagine like labs, like maybe half of labs. Yeah. Okay. There's like a lot of stairwells and, you know, whatever. And it's like, if you run and you come across people and then you're like, oh my God, it was a trap. You die. And then you wait about thirty seconds, and then the aliens just respawn. Mm. So that's the other thing is that you die, you you're, you're like out um, once you're done with your drone. Yeah. Whereas the alien just respawns. Gotcha. Um. So, but like, if you died over in that building or that thing over there, how would you? I, like, how do I get back there? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah. I don't know where to go. I don't really know the map very well. Yeah. So, so basically, like, we sat there. There was there wasn't any real reason to loot towards the end because we realized like the loot didn't matter. Yep. Yeah. For this playtest, it was really only two hours. So gotcha. it was like, you know, um and if we're not killing the people and the aliens aren't coming, then what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. Which obviously, like you said, isn't fair to bring up as a criticism of the game because there are so many systems missing from the game. You would have incentive to move around the map if you were like actually there for crafting resources or whatever. But yeah, you're yeah. just yeah, you're just kind of there to fight and stress test stuff. So So what ended up happening was the same thing that ends up happening where it turns into a shit show where you've got a bunch of people you've got twelve dudes that all you like don't see the names, you just see like guys with guns that eventually like one person cracks and like shoots someone in the knee and then all of a sudden it goes like yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It was like literally nothing for ten or fifteen minutes until then we uh, like it just turned into like a kill fest. It was still fun as fuck. Um, but uh, but yeah, that was like, there's not a whole lot to, there wasn't a whole lot to do at the time. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I'm super, I'm super excited uh, to, to play it again. Yeah. Uh, it, it was, it was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. So yeah, that was awesome. Um, that's dope. And we, I don't know. Did you end up going into one of the ground zero things? Ground zero gray zone. Did I say ground zero? Yeah. <laughs> gray zone. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, I didn't get What's to make ground zero. It's the new map in Tarkov. <laughs> oh, right. Jesus Christ. Um, I didn't get to go, but they sent basically a recording of the meeting that I got you. So, been listening so we through. so we can't give any details. Yeah. All 
all I can say is that we sat through, um, I don't know if it was like an hour, 90 minutes or something, uh, call with a bunch of content creators or, you know, I I don't know if they all were content creators. I I think they probably were, um, where we got some preview of some things to come. Exclusive info. And all, all I can say is that it looks really fucking good. Um, Everything is TBD. Yep. Can I tell you us which creators? No, I would rather not just because. Yeah. I don't know. Out of respect for them, I don't know if they want. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, it looks dope. We will Much have, excited. <laughs> we'll have a lot to show and talk about in yeah. the future at some point soon ish. Yeah. Uh, so soon that I don't know the answer to. God, now I feel like Nikita. Fuck. Soon, soon, but not soon, but not soon, soon, but yeah, for sure. Uh, how many people were in this? There was in my meeting, there was like maybe 45 or 50. Yeah, um, Camarant was there for sure. <laughs> I mean, there there were a bunch of, I mean, picture all the, the big names, yeah, in the who Mil- do you Sim, Tarkov yeah. community? Who do you think was there? It's probably there, anyways. The point is. It looks. It dope. looks. It looks really sick. Yeah. Um, and we're super was, excited to uh, to share more. Damn it! There's like a funny quote. I'm not. Nah, I can't say it. Soon, God soon. damn it! Soon, soon. We I'll, all want to blue ball I'll, you, but we're excited. I'm gonna. I'm gonna Discord. I'm gonna send you. Yeah. Show me a, a funny quote. Uh, and what we can blue ball everybody. Um. But someone basically had asked about a feature. And oh, fuck, I can't even say. I'm I'm typing this out to Jesse. <laughs> Get wrecked. Uh, the rest of you. But yeah, so uh, we're excited. We we've we're just excited. We got it on the old radar, and uh... <laughs> yeah. So I just, yeah. So I thought that was a funny funny kind of thing. Uh, all I can say is that the 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 folks we. Th- that I have interacted with, whether they're community managers, the developers, or whatever. Uh, so far, they seem pretty based as fuck. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, like, in, in the best possible way, in a way that I can respect, where it's like... um, You know, the kind of thing where it's like, we're going to do the best kind of shit we can. Yeah. Uh yeah i don't i don't know what i can say what i can't fuck it i'm gonna stop talking uh it's gonna be sick keep your eyes peeled hopefully soon soon and uh yeah much excite gray zone warfare it's gonna be dope um speaking of based af the uh we talked about helldivers last week that dude the game is going crazy it's like a it's like it was published by sony um, but like Arrowhead Studios, the people that make it is like a relatively indie title. Like I think they, so they broke, I think 400,000 concurrent players playing the game and they were not ready for that. Like they were, they were, they were assuming, you know, I heard, and I don't know if this is true, but I heard that they were, they were shooting for like 10,000 concurrent players. Like that's the, the scope of what they were hoping for. And the combination of like, the memes and stuff like that, it just really exploded. 
probably one to two million copies of the game. Um, yeah, Helldivers 1 had 6,000 peak concurrent players in its life cycle. And Helldivers 2 has broken 400,000. Was it like conceptually the same game? Just like same universe? Like Halo 1 to Halo 2 is basically the same shit. No, uh, Helldivers 1 was like an isometric shooter. Um, oh, whereas yeah. uh, this was like a third person. Um, very different, but uh, yeah, it's great. Anyways, the devs have just basically responded to everything like um, really well. Like they've had server queues because they can't, I mean, they just don't have enough server infrastructure to handle that much. And like, I think at some point the devs were like, it's okay to play other games. Uh, a bunch of people have wondered like, will you ever add PVP? And they were like, we will never add PVP to this game. If you want a PVP, I suggest you go play Escape from Tarkov. Like the devs said that. <laughs> like, um, they they just released a statement recently because everyone's like freaking out about like they released a statement about like we're not like we don't want to overhire people and overspend on like stuff just to like have to lay off a bunch of people later. They're just like like at every step, they're just like they understand they're doing a pretty decent job of understanding the great but difficult position they're in when you don't expect a game to have a million copies sold in two weeks and it does sell a million copies, right? Like you don't just spend millions of dollars on all these servers because you're going to hold 400K concurrent forever, but you don't ignore the problem either, right? It's like you want to scale up, but you want to scale up smart because everybody knows they're not going to have 400K concurrent players in three weeks. That's just how gaming works. They're in a unique position and they want to do the best for the players, but at the same time, they don't want to damage themselves and have to lay off a whole team of people in a year or do this. And like, yeah, because they recognize, I'm sure that how fast things can fall off. Think about how like, yeah, are there, Pal World like blew up. Are there still is there still a gazillion I don't know. people playing? You know, I, may, maybe, 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 there is, but right? I wouldn't. But like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure there are games that I could think of. Yeah, you know, or that I could find right that like blow up, do really good, and then some new shit happens, and they kind of like for sure give up. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's responsible and uh, for sure. And like, and then keeping to their vision, like people are like add PvP, like this game, you wouldn't reach a wider audience. They were like, that was never a part of our plan. It's never our vision. You want PvP? Go play another game. Like they're just like the team has been super based in all of the uh in all of the responses to the situation that they're in and it's been pretty cool to see because that doesn't always happen you know what i mean so that's just like a w for a relatively indie game indie studio it's like 30 bucks i think it's not a full price you know like the meme this week is uh, Skull and Bones released. Did you see anybody playing that? Yeah, yeah. Charging Charlie uh, yeah. has been uh, has been really big. Um, so like, on that, it looks it looks cool. It, uh, it's not for me. It looks everything about Skull and Bones looks to me. I didn't watch a lot of it. Looks like Assassin's Creed Black Flag was more fun than that. Like, um. The game has been in development for over 11 years. The Ubisoft CEO called Skull and Bones the first quadruple A game. Okay. Oh, now I now a joke that someone else made at yeah. one point recently makes a lot more sense. 
And I'm not saying that nobody that worked on Skull and Bones wasn't passionate. I'm sure I'm, I'm actually sure there are a lot of people who are pissed that the game got, you know, spun around 87 times at Ubisoft. Um, the game doesn't, in my opinion, it looks like an old game already. It looks like the graphics of Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which came out 11 years ago. A lot of the features of piracy aren't there. Uh, a lot of people like it. If you're really into pirates, that's sick. But like the dichotomy of this game that was in development hell for 11 years, arguably lacks a lot of cool pirate features and is called by the CEO of the company, the world's first quadruple A game is $70, $69.99. Nice. Nice. And then like Helldivers is like 30 bucks, 35 bucks. And it's like the best. It's just like a phenomenal game. You know what I mean? That's yeah, but how many A's are there in Helldivers? How, dude, yeah. How many A's? I think it's double A. I think it's an old double A battery in my opinion. Yeah. But uh, so once again, if you like Skull and Bones, I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all. I'm saying that's the new flavor of the month in the dichotomy of like people comparing and talking about how billion dollar game companies are are dying and failing because they think Skull and Bones is a quadruple A game and you know Helldivers is just like dudes trying to make a fun game and they ended up making like the funnest game of all time so um yeah when are we going to play I I'm I'm pretty dude. much resigned to I'm not going to play until you want to play and the moment you want to play I will play yeah I know Seal's been wanting to like hop in with us too. I I just I have a problem. And that problem is I'm playing Escape from Tarka. I know. I know. But I we should. We should play soon. Um, uneventful dang that hurts listen I, I made that I made up my mind about that before <laughs> you said that you were playing it and liked it alright uh, um, but we really should we really should maybe like uh, and I say that because people will pressure Jesse it, yeah <laughs> they will they will alright um, anything else that you had? Nah, nothing. Nothing really other than I've, I've just been playing this game, Islands of Insight, which kind of came out of nowhere. It was like someone briefly mentioned it to me. It's like a massive sort of... It, it's an MMO, but like it could be single player and it, nothing would change. I don't interact oh. with anybody. It doesn't matter. It's not really like, yeah. Um, but it's basically like The Witness, but like bigger interesting um and there's a lot of that it's like a, it's a puzzle game like an open world puzzle game okay where there's there's like no fall damage you can fly around all over the place you have like literally like this fucking i hate i literally hate the art style <laughs> it's like it's like some fucking high fantasy i've got like angel wings and like yeah. and i just i don't care uh because like the puzzles are interesting and there's all kinds of there's like 30 or 40 different puzzle types and they're like, if you just like look in a direction, you see like a million fucking architecture and pyramids and whatever. And there's like 75 puzzles in your field of view. Oh my gosh. And you can just run around. And so they're like, to give an example of some of them, there are somewhere, there are just these like orbs, the silver spheres that are just floating in the sky. And depending on where you stand at some point, 
they will like align to make like a circle, but you have to be in the right place. There might be a hundred of them, but five of them line up in one thing. So like interesting. And, and once you get them lined up, they like glow and you like click in the middle and it like that you just that's one of the yeah the yeah types. yeah okay there's a, there's a lot of like perspective puzzle types um there are some that are like very like logic almost like imagine a sudoku you know how sudoku has like numbers and there's like rules to like have you ever done a sudoku yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so you know there's like rules to like you know, one through nine within the, yep. it's kind of like that. Um, in that there's like a big grid, think of almost like a, like a chessboard, but everything's gray. And some of them might have like, uh, there'll be a, 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 a like a white box and one of the squares that has like three. So, okay. You'd have to have three white boxes connected Okay. And then surrounded by like black boxes. Um okay. but like that's the like simplest. Okay. And then it gets more and more and more and more complicated to where there's like if there's a number with an arrow, that means that there are this many of the opposite color in this direction and then there's a symbol that basically says it needs to be a spiral sy symmetry. But also all the black boxes need to connect. And you can't make an L shape with white boxes. <laughs> and and I just love that shit. Just yeah, logic yeah. deduction puzzles all over the place. There's there's like uh, there's like fifty thousand puzzles or something. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like running around solving puzzles, listening to flat earth debates. That's just what I've been doing. It's been super fun. That's um, it was like thirty bucks. It's already I, like I've already I watched a review for a game and i was like man veritas would either like this will be top five games of all time or he will like hate it and i couldn't tell which it would be but have you seen anything for pacific drive yes yeah okay i literally clipped just because i clipped i pulled up the thing on stream and i clipped the last like 45 seconds of me watching it yeah. and being like, huh. Yeah. Interesting. And I clipped it. I'm like, because I could see doing a Jacob Geller fucking esque video essay on this. And I yeah. want the clip of me seeing it before I know how incredible it yeah. is. Just in case. Yeah. 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 I watched a review of, of the game. Cause I knew that I'm not going to play it. And I watched it from a review YouTuber that I really like. And, uh, and it's just like I really like the aesthetic of it. I like the idea of it, and like just like how it's almost analog horror. Kind yeah, of yeah, it. like a weird sci-fi analog horror. You know, your relationship to your car, and and towards the end of the review, and I don't ex remember exactly because I haven't played this game either. So whatever. But towards the end of the review, he was comparing Pacific Drive and like the emotions and how serious it took its story and some of the themes two outer wilds oh my and god he, okay. and he was, and he was and he was making that comparison seeming to have held outer wilds in a similar regard than you to, to as you like um so that's not to say like i don't want to set it up and be like if you played it, apparently it's gonna be a lot like outer wilds like no but he just was reflecting on that it gave him that feeling of accomplishment and like 
it was just it took itself seriously and was about uh and and like i don't know so it was int- it was interesting and it looked cool and i just remember watching this being like dude i can see veritas being like into this or being like dude it took me three hours to get my car in park <laughs> screw this game i don't know you know what i mean so so do, do like what do you do so it's basically a survival game that like instead of like you think of a survival game you think of like valheim resource collection and stuff like that but it's all in a shared world with your friends where you're like building your base at home think of like a survival game but your home is your car and instead of it being with friends it's a highly curated narrative experience so the yeah. practical day to day is like missions where you're trying to like go get resources so that you can and get first upgrades. Person. First person, yeah. So that you can go get upgrades for your car. And it's like very intentionally tedious. Like your car is like your connection to the world. So it's very intentionally tedious where like you have to put it in park, you have to put the handbrake on. If you don't put the handbrake on, it'll roll away from you. And then it's set on this backdrop of this like almost stalker style you're in like this exclusion zone and so you got there on accident so you're trying to get out but then there are all these other characters scientists that chose to stay and there's a lot of stuff in the world like all sorts of like anomalies and like weird stuff but there's not like enemies to fight but there kind of is and it's very almost lovecraftian in a certain way where like the the what's happening in there just does not care about you at all. It's not like people are coming for you. If you interact with these alien things, they might try and kill you, but it's not like they're after you. And so it's just this like, really you're like seeing the story unfold. You're learning a lot about the zone. You're trying to upgrade your car so you can get out. It almost has like an extraction vibe because you like, you don't have to drive the entire length Cause you go out, you get some stuff and you come back and you go do a mission. You don't have to drive all the way out. You can kind of like fast travel. And once you're done with a mission, it's, it was fascinating. Like once again, I watched the review. It looked crazy. I haven't, I haven't played it. And so I was watching it while I was like eating lunch and stuff. But I just remember thinking it looked pretty sick. I mean, it, it, like what I wouldn't have thought about this until someone mentioned it. They said uh, they're seeing Subnautica comparisons. A lot of comparisons to Subnautica, yeah. And it's like, you know, when you first start out, it's like I got to fucking dive down in the water to get like two fish to come back up and like refill yeah. my oxygen and like, yeah, the tedious. And it's all to just like fix your little pod. And then it turns into this incredible Th- th- that, thing. It's that, funny because I've never played Subnautica. That's the other game that was referenced the most during this review. Okay, I'm buying it on Steam right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tedious in a way that it like what I've seen from people in chat and what the review said was like tedious in a way where you if you can get past the first few hours, that tedium is almost that te- like I don't know if tedium is a word. That tedious nature is like your connection to the game and I don't know, it's interesting. Cool. Why is it not it should be on the front fucking page of Steam. Yeah, I don't know. What's it called again? <laughs> Pacific, Pacific Drive, yeah. It just so cool. I was like, I was like, is it? Uh, someone said Pacific Drive, and I hadn't seen it before. Oh, Twenty seven bucks, and um, I was like, oh, like I without seeing anything, I'm getting like the Cruising USA vibes. <laughs> yeah, and someone yeah. was like, yeah, it's got slightly different vibes from Cruising <laughs> USA, and I'm like, oh, okay, so it's like a driving, and I pull it up, I'm like, whoa, okay, they were saying it, yeah, ironically, yeah. What does Deluxe Edition come with? It's five more dollars. 
skins. Me no no. Skins for the car. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it actually does give off some my summer car vibes a little bit. I've only seen Slush play my summer car. Yeah, I've only seen Deadly play it. It's funny. Actually, I saw Deadly play it a little bit. Um, I literally have never had to piss more in my entire fucking life. <laughs> I had to pee five minutes before we started the podcast. Okay. Well, that's it. That <laughs> that's the that's 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 everything. I literally I just remembered that game, and so I was like, I figured I'll talk about it. But that's it. That's that's our show. Thank you for hanging. Go to patreon.com forward slash the podcast pod. We love you guys. Thank you for hanging. Thank you for the support. And we'll definitely see y'all on the next one. Peace. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.